0: Dr. Jeff Verrill is on the way. We'll ch- discuss the science behind keeping the crowds mm. at 40,000 for the AFL season. And before you get to Darcy on the phones, this text message four eight zero8 1395. Why is everything in SA ending up as a saga, rowey And the Adelaide City Council calling the Crows difficult to deal with. Uh, pot, meat, <laughs> kettle. Move or stay, Darcy, from McGill. Uh, g'day, thanks
1: for taking the call. You're welcome. i a Crows supporter, but I just think it's crazy that the Crows haven't brought the Royal in Kent Town. It's walking distance or who yard distance to the Adelaide Oval. It's on the Footy Express bus route from the eastern suburbs, right around the corner from Norwood, where they now play regularly in the Sandville. And there's ample space in there just to have a dedicated Crows bar with their, their flag and all that for the members to go backwards and the other rest of the hotel can just be a commercial business for them to run. They have Rashudo that's a successful publican on the board. And then they've got Peter Hurley that's a very successful publican and he's a member. Mm. So I just think it makes sense for them to really consider looking at that hotel Mm. as an acquisition and, Utilise it for their members.
0: Yeah, look, and Anne Moran pretty much said the same thing. There is pubs, there is options, and that is a, a great option. You did some terrific points with that. I, I think the model for me is like Fremantle and West Coast, and I've been through Fremantle. Do you have a look at what they've got? If you have a look at the $120 million plan that Hawthorne's doing that's put on hold due to COVID, you have a look at the hangar out at Essendon, lucky enough to go through that as well. That's the benchmark. If you have a look at what Collingwood's got, the Crows is tight. If they're going to do it, they're going to pick it up, lock, stock, and barrel, and make yourself a club. That's a stopgap, Darcy. It's quite a good one. If you're happy with what you got at Westlakes, but... For some reason, I don't think the Crow supporters are happy. They want a home and they want a club. Thank Thanks you, for your Darcy, more of your calls coming up shortly. John from Paraka before the dock. Once again, the City Council only has their personal views on the development. Why not listen to the majority, not the minority, of tree huggers who have approximately <laughs> 100 members? The Council are probably too busy getting a steel statue of a kangaroo or a wombat <laughs> oh, stop for. It. The Parklands, let us know your thoughts, 8223 0000. As we get to the dock, it's 10 to 5. We well, need to set up our, our next guest. Again, make no mistake, we are all very, very grateful for the conservative guiding hand SA Health has had with COVID. Their one and only consideration, and we know this, is on health and the health system, brilliant Tick that box. But the balance between health and economy, well, that's on our state government. That's their responsibility. So this is on them, this number of 40,000 capped at Adelaide Oval. So my questioning of the deputy of SA Health, Dr. Emily Kirkpatrick, was all about the science. So that's what confused me, the science, behind a cap of 40,000 at Adelaide Oval. Again, here's Dr. Kirkpatrick. So maximum capacity Adelaide Oval isn't going to happen this year. No, not at this
1: stage. We're looking at it. We'll continue to assess the situation, particularly as the vaccine rolls out. But this plan has been put in place for the season.
0: So why? Now, again, I was a tad bemused with that and a little bit maybe condescending. Some of our text callers said that, but... Rightly so, uh, a lot of the Crows members had a field day with this. Crows members. Why was it capped at 40,000? Why not 42,000 or even 45,000? Again, I think our state government needed to step in and push back. So on the line is Dr. Jeff Verrill. He's a Cricket Australia doctor. He's a sports doctor. He has a practice called Spark on Henley Beach Road. I think he's got a rain man on numbers. I don't know whether you'll like that. Dr.
2: Verrill, (laughs) thanks for your time. Yes, I have been called that before. I must accept <laughs> that as a as a compliment.
0: <laughs> what is the science behind forty thousand cap at Adelaide Oval for this season?
2: Well, there's, there really isn't any science for it. So you know, most sporting stadiums are outdoors. With indoors are a much higher risk of spreading the virus. Um. In Thailand, in a boxing stadium, right at the beginning of the pandemic, there was some spread in a boxing stadium, and that's probably the only paper that's been presented that shows uh, problems inside a stadium. Um, the Cricket World Cup, which was won by the Australian women in the T20 in Melbourne with a full stadium, there was actually some infected people in the crowd, but you know at that stage it did not really spread to other crowd members.
0: Okay, so so how did SA Health come up with a 40,000 number? Why wasn't it 42 or 44 or 50? In Queensland last year, before Christmas, and I said this to um, the SA Health um, deputy yesterday, they had a full stadium. Yeah, the decision,
2: I think last year, it was a 50% capacity, and they must have made a decision to go to 75% capacity. So I think that's the numbers that have been, I've heard um, the way the process works in South Australia is SA Health would recommend to the transition committee who recommend to the police and it's the police who act upon it. Our elected leaders do not really interfere with this process and I, you know, I really think that makes it very difficult to challenge SA Health input and that's been for a lot of uh, of their decisions so the sports get what they get and the broader society have to make with the decisions,
0: there, there's this is what I don't get, Doc. There's no COVID in SA. We've been so good. I think the only nine community spreads total. Ninety-nine point whatever cases have recovered. Why do we've got to be right now today so conservative?
2: Yes, it's a, it's a matter of perspective, isn't it? With no virus, I'd rather them be a bit more vigilant on the return travellers from overseas, rather than be vigilant, you know, on managing controlling the. Whole population on various restrictions. So I agree with you. If no one has it, then no one can spread it. Really, to spread the virus, you need to be sick as well. In most cases, um, yeah. But I think I would be in the minority view with that point of view that that we should be you know, letting loose with some of the restrictions that we have.
0: Okay. Well, well, doesn't SA Health have all the experts? I don't think there's many experts
2: on, um, on managing a pandemic. I mean, I heard your interview with Dr. Kurt Patrick yesterday and I mean, she's a, a GP with an interest in skin cancer management. So it is tricky to get the experts. I think one of the issues is, is, it, is how to get SA Health uh, decisions to be challenged because there's not really a process where that can happen.
0: Yeah, well, that's really up to the government, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I think that's right. I think it's nearly time that we move from being a sort of a police state, if you like, to having our elected leaders take over the management of the community. I think most people would say they've done well by listening to the health advice all the time, but the health advice is very risk-averse. So Mm -hmm. there will come a time where we do need to move on I think with the vaccine rollout, limited number of cases and how the rest of the world is starting to travel, um, I think that time hopefully will be fairly close.
0: So the vaccine's rolling out from Monday in South Australia. Um, How will it work in SA? Are you confident?
2: Well, the vaccine rollout, our press haven't really given much uh, play to the rollout in the US and the UK but the numbers of people who have been admitted to hospital has fallen off a cliff. So there's been an amazing reduction in the last three weeks and I think the Western world will be moving, you know, very soon to a post-pandemic stage um, and that's hopefully before Easter. In South Australia, is that uh, as we vaccinate our frontline workers and our aged population, hopefully again, we can see some more risk-taking in our uh, society like we did prior to the pandemic.
0: Okay, so no science with the crowd numbers, and in your opinion, being a doctor, a, a GP, a respected sport doctor, the government needs to step up more and question SA Health. If we can do that, we're going to come out of COVID better um, economically.
2: Yeah, I think people, again, SA Health have done you know, a really good job, but you know, I, I support that we should be sort of moving a bit quicker than we are. But, again, as I said, I think that I'm in the minority. I think we should be looking at a true risk-reward business health equation. You know, there's my numbers man uh, yeah. part going again. <laughs> to try and get, yeah. the, you know, the best possible outcome for our health.
0: Okay. And uh,
2: businesses.
0: Dr. Jeff Ferrell, thanks again for your time. No problem. It, well, there you are. No signs. Thanks. Mm.